This is the show-off. It's the collab you didn't know you needed. The unholy union of two powerhouses of Australian media. Pedestrian and the Batuta Advocate. Taking a savage swipe at the weekend entertainment news. Anything you've missed? And everything you give a shit about. I'm Laura Marcia, entertainment reporter at Pedestrian TV. I'm Effie Bateman, lifestyle and entertainment reporter at the Batuta Advocate. And I'm Wendell Hussey, the sports reporter at the Batuta Advocate and the token bloke of this podcast. Now, today on the show-off, we've got plenty to talk about. Elon Musk is continuing on with his obsession to make X happen. Uh, There's been a fair bit of backlash to a sex ed book in stores. Mm -hmm. Doja Cat is being awful, apparently. I kind of fuck with what she's doing, but um, (laughs) some people are saying she's awful. Matt Healy, or Raddy Healy, as you gals refer to him, has caused a little bit of a scene over in Malaysia. Recording on a Thursday afternoon again, so Matilda's chat from last week, Asha's chat from the week before, we're hitting the button to go here in the studio just before those things happen, so that's why you don't have any sports reporter fan reactions in regards to those major sporting events. Hopefully by the time you're listening, we've beaten Nigeria and we've rolled through England in the ashes. But... We will get into our obsessions, which is, of course, brought to you by Ben and Jerry's, who are all about taming the Sunday scaries. Laura Marcia, Mm -hmm. what has got you up in the Sunday scaries this week? All right. So my Sunday scaries this week um, to do with Barbie. It's not a huge spoiler, but um, there is this one scene where Ken plays guitar, an acoustic guitar to Barbie and stares directly into her eyes. This has triggered me. Um, who has only dated musicians in the past. Um, So it turns out that I'm not alone in this experience and that many women have had a man serenade them with an acoustic guitar before with their own songs. Um, So I felt seen, I felt heard. Um, and, and I want to know that while my current partner is a musician, he's never done that. So Is that why you kept him? Yeah. Because he hasn't yeah, done yeah. it? Yeah. How, many, how many times are we talking here? I have had two notable times. One was with a bass guitar. Mm. <laughs> and the other one was at in high school it was in high school i'd just broken up with my first high school boyfriend and we were at a party both dressed as where's wally that, i don't know how that happened and then he sang a song about our breakup with his band and just looked at me the whole time that was like saying out of a movie yeah but it wasn't i cried afterwards that was like so oh. like oh my god and then i texted him being like how could you do that to me and anyway, hope at, least well. I at least he didn't get up on a table. That could yeah. be worse. Yeah. yeah. Quick question. Current boyfriend, mm. he's proposing to you if that's something you want to happen. <laughs> There's still time. All of a sudden, you're down at a picnic spot somewhere mm. and then out of the picnic box comes a guitar. He just and wouldn't he do that to singing. me. But what if he does? He has a song about me already, technically. Does he? What's he it does. called? Um, oh, it's called, I think it's called Pull Me Close. It's by a band called The Minties. And um, it is about this one time where... We were in a club and he grabbed my butt, but I didn't know it was him. So I went around and nearly like clocked him. And it's about Aww. that. So romance isn't dead. Nice. Pull me close. There you go. By the Minties. Um, yeah, fair enough. The acoustic serenade. That yeah. is scary. Mm. Ben and Jerry's comes in handy with that. I um, I want to do a quick obsession this week because yeah. I have mm-hmm. been obsessed with it. It is the show Mr. Inbetween. I know it's yes. a couple of years mm. old and yeah. plenty of people have seen it. But if anyone hasn't seen it, Thoroughly, thoroughly recommend. I had a lot of people recommending it to me, and I was a bit like, oh, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love the sound of it, and then just randomly on a Sunday started watching it. And it's not my normal like feel good rom com or you know slapstick comedy kind of thing that I need on a Sunday. It's pretty heavy. 
It's not like mm. Inbetweeners? No, it's very different. <laughs> uh, very different to Inbetweeners. Um, but it's really, really good. Yeah. It's about a hitman set in Sydney. It's real. It's raw. And it just it portrays all the nuances in life and the balancing act. And I don't know. It just makes you think about a lot of things. It's beautiful. gives you a lot of giggles as well. Even though it's not a funny thing, there are just some proper, proper giggles in there. Um, so I'd thoroughly recommend that. That's um, the one that stars Matt Nabel, right? Yeah, it's got Nabes yeah, in yeah. it. Nabes good. is in it. Good, good. Um, and Ray Shoesmith is yes. he's the main character. Is Scott Ryan. And yep. it's got uh, <laughs> Justin, I think, Rosniak, who... Um, Who's Justin Rosniak? Oh, Google him. He He's this guy. <laughs> he just plays i don't know if you can see that yeah 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 yeah. he just he plays his character so perfectly he's responsible <laughs> for a lot of the laughs there's some <laughs> really really good shit in there so i would um would thoroughly recommend for anybody who hasn't seen and they're nice and little 20 minute episodes oh i love well. 20 minute it's episodes like bang, what's bang, what's it on yeah it is on binge perfect good good so, i have been same yeah you can get around for, that. For, and just like that. Um, totally. Quick couple of 20-minute episodes of Mr. In Between and let me know what you reckon. But that was our obsessions. Thanks again to Ben and Jerry's keeping the lights on and keeping the Sunday scaries away. Now, first up, top stories today. Elon Musk has set people on the internet talking mm-hmm. again. Um, mm-hmm. Fairly sick of hearing about Elon Musk, to yep. be completely he just honest won't with go you. Away. But he keeps on coming back and... It is in the realm of things we have to talk about. So, Effie, tell us about the new project, X. (laughs) Well, so Elon continues to make extremely shitty business decisions. Uh, He's now renamed Twitter to X. So... Twitter has been around for 17 years. It's, you know, it's very recognisable. You've got the Burr logo. It's very beloved. Um, And so now he's replaced it with a letter that is synonymous with pornography. Which works well because there is a glut of of pornography on Twitter. That's what it's known for. I feel like if he wants to make another really bad business decision, it would be getting rid of porn. I could see that happening. Mm. Like Tumblr did. And like it ruined, it it ruined. Tumblr had Mm. the best porn. It had the best porn. Two things you can't get rid of on Twitter racism and (laughs) racism. Racist egg accounts and hardcore pornography. So true. So I was having this chat to my friend. This is a little segue, but she works for numerous laser clinics. Mm -hmm. And she says every time they get a new boss, they decide, you know what? We're going to get rid of all the staff. We're going to do everything new because we need to get the sales up. And every time they do it, it all goes to shit. And I feel like this is definitely a theme that happens when you hear about these megalomaniac new bosses taking over. And they're like, this is it. We're going to gut it all out. We're going to start all over again. And that's what he's done. So he's yeah. come in, he's changed things that don't need changing, he's wasted time and resources and made these stupid, whimsical decisions, and now he's continued with this weird obsession with the letter X. Mm. Interesting. Mm. I also am a bit stuck on the fact that it happens at laser clinics. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it happens to lots of places, but my friend just, we were having this conversation <laughs> yesterday and she's like, every fucking laser clinic that I work at, it's good. And then they get a new boss and everyone gets sacked. And she says, this has happened about four times. Zap, and I was zap, like, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. They get zapped. You get zapped. Um, anyway. And so he's done this where he's you know, obviously gotten rid of all the staff, mm. but he's always yeah had this big obsession with the letter X. Mm. He has SpaceX. He tried to change PayPal to PayPal X. He has a kid. <laughs> X A E A twelve. Isn't that pronounced Ash? Apparently, 
I was just about to ask how I can't yeah. even remember how you pronounce it. So his the mother Grimes has said it's pronounced yeah. Ash. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how. Did they ever change the name on the certificate or is it still I have no clue. X A E. I don't know how that's allowed if you can't – there's certain names you can't do. You can't do say like, Hitler or, or Lucifer. King, Lucifer King in, New, in, in New Zealand. You really? can't do like any royal stuff under the Commonwealth, I think. I think that's Australian too, isn't oh, it? Yeah, it would be. It would yeah. be. Yeah. See, I've always thought Lucifer's a really pretty name. So pretty. Yeah, it is. Like Lucy for short. <laughs> Come here, Lucy. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Um, Where is it going to end? I don't quite understand. So the homepage has gone to X, but yes. is it – is the webpage going to become x.com? So, Surely some porn site has that already. Yeah, totally. And also, like, what do you call a tweet then? Like, is it do you X? call it an X? An X. I don't know. Because, like, you go on the page and the logo on the corner is still the X. But yeah. it's still twitter.com. There's still a big tweet button. It is, like, the most sloppiest mm-hmm. rebranding. He's just done one thing and that's it. But he's also like he's gone – he released one X kind of symbol mm. and then he decided he didn't like it. So then he, he did a new one then went back to the initial one. So he's already like fumbled it a few times. He's just like – he reminds me of like an emotionally stunted 15-year-old with ADHD where it's just oh like let's do this, let's do this, let's do this and yeah. they just can't finish anything and then he's going to – have something else to be distracted by and what's going to be yeah. next people still saying he's a genius i got all the elon stands on the internet oh yeah like, this so move. this is all part we don't understand yeah. this is all part of his grand plan like he wants to make the new wechat like x is like the umbrella and this is just like us normies don't understand that okay it's all these little things doing going in the background and you know we'll it's like a cult. Like we'll see mm. the final plan Elon's eventually. Elon's brain is too big for it's our too tiny big. little brains to comprehend. He's very lucky. People have lost interest in Threads. Oh yeah. From being what getting a hundred million users in a couple yeah. of days to ninety percent of those people dropping off. He's very very lucky. TikTok's yeah. coming at him though. Totally. They're introducing text only. Um, really? Yeah, text only format on TikTok, so people can have conversations and discussions there, which will be mm. interesting to see what happens. Mm. I mean, like if you just look at how much he's running Twitter into the ground. It makes sense that a competitor should be able to come through. But Yeah. I think it wipes like twenty away. billion off the the net worth. Like that simple rebranding wiped off twenty billion. That's crazy. Yeah. That is ridiculous. My favorite thing though is that I looked at some of his tweets this morning and the amount of times he's like likened the change to art deco. Fucking like oh. it's just a really weird little uh, comment to uh, make. Art Deco like, is so cringe. That's what yeah. <laughs> I feel like you hear on the development of like a suburban shopping center or like a new yeah. IGA. It's Art like Deco. An, it's Art Deco. An industrial estate is like, yeah, it's an Art Deco. Yeah, it's like it's season like, 15 of mm. the block was Art Deco or something like yeah. that. Like you expect it. Art Deco, I looked it up actually. The definition is it combines modern styles with fine craftsmanship and rich materials. That isn't fine true. There's no like fun. People just tweeting off random shit. I don't know if that's fine craftsmanship yeah. and I don't know how rich yeah. the materials are, but look, he obviously aspires to that. Um, Mr. Musk. It'll keep on going. I'm sure we'll be talking about mm. it in a couple of weeks' time. Next up, on to a story, a bit of an outrage story. It's the story that's got people on the Australian internet uh, captivated this week. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. You can take one side or the other, which, you know, you have to do these days. Um, and people are fighting about it. Yumi Steins' new sex ed book, Laura Marcia, I believe you've got a copy of it there. I do, um, show You've read tell. it front to back. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Yeah, it's never too late to stop learning. Um, Yeah, I did bring it. So it's called Welcome to Sex. This is a book by Yumi Steins, who's an author and a podcaster, and by the old dolly Dr. Melissa Kang, Dr. Melissa Kang. So basically, the idea behind this book is to educate kids in a frank, age-appropriate way. It is really pretty. 
fluffy. It's got like... Oh, it's very colourful. Very colourful. Mm. It's got all sorts of topics. And it's also the fourth book in a series. So there's Welcome to Boobs. There's Welcome to Period. We're trying to cover all our bases here and just kind of educate kids about their body. Mm. So the cool thing I think about this book is that it doesn't just cover like heteronormative sex ed. It covers all sorts of things. There's like pleasure, masturbation, consent, contraception, aftercare, so many different things. Rimming. Everything's there. Mm. But when this book was released, it faced backlash by a lot of conservatives, mainly Women's Forum Australia, which is a conservative women's group that is uh, traditionally anti-trans. So they were um, quite upset that this was being put in Big W. Mm. Um, And they labelled Yumi Steins as a pedo and a groomer. And then she also received a shocking amount of online hate and threats, like physical threats for her involvement in the book. Mm. A wannabe rapper went after her. Yes. Some very, very hectic shit, which mm. we won't repeat. Yeah, um, we're not going to repeat it, but he charged. also has apologised, mm. as he should. He also, I think, was was he arrested for that? Yeah, he's mm. charged. Yeah. yeah, so don't say online hate. And even there was like a senator, Senator Ralph Babbitt has seemingly justified the threats, tweeting that she's not a victim. She knew exactly what she was doing when she wrote the book. And uh, the thing is, I believe personally that young people need books like this. Research does show that when kids are more and young adults are more educated about sex, the less likely they are to be taken advantage of. Um, And otherwise, kids will be learning about sex from like hardcore porn. And I think we all know how misleading and damaging that is. I I prefer learning uh, about sex on... A Motorola Razor with some, you know, yeah. pixelated pornography. That's actually um, the first time my my neighbours, they were, they were slightly older boys and it was a Nokia for me and they showed me, I was probably like, what, eight or nine years old and they're like, look at this. And that's what I saw for the first time. That was my yeah. first sexual education experience was this. Yeah, that's real sex education, real sex. mate. <laughs> but we're old. Like, through a book. Compared to kids who are literally finding on Twitter hardcore porn, like full-on videos, mm. they're developing ideas of what sex is in a really scary well, way. Yeah, like, these, I can't imagine. These people need to, like uh, parents, your kids have seen porn. Yeah. Your children have seen porn. Uh, probably at a very young age, there is no way if they have access to a computer, to a phone, mm-hmm. oh, you've got all the blocks at home on the phone? Well, guess what? Their mate Johnny doesn't and he's got bunnies getting bumfucked ready to show your kid. So it's not the animal. I don't know why that was the first thing that came in my Playboy head. Playboy bunnies. Playboy bunnies. But, like, there's no – they are going to find it. They're exactly. going to find it. Exactly. That's why I think it's so important to have books like this that are and like it is so user friendly like I just it is so easy to read and it goes into anatomy and all these different things and when I learned about sex in high school it was so heteronormative it was so it was so many scare tactics it was not about pleasure it was oh you're gonna get STI you're gonna get STI oh pregnant but we were told not to be mean for boys if they have an erection if boys have an erection we should be so nice to them but we weren't told about you know, the clitoris or anything like that. What do you like mean that. be nice to them? Yeah, so they, I remember there was a video and it's, <laughs> like, there, there, it's okay. in like, if it happens at school, don't be mean to them. They can't control it. Okay. It's um, It's got, it's dollar doctor, Dolly Doctorified as well. Yeah. Right, yeah. In terms of the explanations and all those sorts of things. And it's definitely educational. You can see why people are not happy about it. As much as you say, like, every single person's going to see hectic shit. Sure, plenty of people mm. are. The majority of people are, but there are also going to be people who aren't going to see hectic shit. I think she, and Yumi Steins, may have fucked up when she made the comment a mature eight-year-old. A okay, mature yes. eight-year-old should yeah. definitely not be reading that fucking book. Like, fair play, 
being mad yeah. about that comment. Yeah. For sure. And that's where it kind of comes in for me in terms of Big W removed it because they were worried about the threats and the abuse their yeah, workers okay. were getting, True. right? So that's a great move from Big W in terms of protecting them. But in terms of it being listed in Big W, that's not necessarily a place you would go for other material like that, right? Like when you walk into a bookshop or you walk into mm. a news agency, there is basically an understanding that there's going to be material in there of all sorts. You can pick up a book that's going to have yeah. stuff like this in that. You don't necessarily have that if you walk into a big W. And if you have kids walking into a big W, and I know I can understand that it's like, well, kids should do it. I wouldn't have a problem. I, like I can comfortably say if my 10-year-old kid was going to read something like that, sure, I'd happily give it to him, read yeah. it, you figure it out. I'm here if you want to talk about anything. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully you just mm -hmm. figure it out and I don't have to have the uncomfortable <laughs> conversation with you. But I can also understand that there are a lot of people who aren't like that, who aren't comfortable yeah. with that sort of stuff, who aren't as liberal and liberated and aren't as open to all this sort of shit as we are, as, you know, Progressive late lefties. 20-something yeah. yeah. uh, lefties sitting in a room yeah. talking about it on a podcast. There's True. lots of yeah. people who are like, actually, I don't fucking want that for my kids. I didn't have it. I shied away from it. Mm. And rightly or wrongly, that's their decision to make in terms of what they yes. want with their kids. Right? No, and that's, I think, my point is that it is their decision. And, like, firstly, this cover isn't – this cover's cute. It's nothing mm. crazy aside from the word sex. Yeah. Mm. But the point is, is that they can decide. It is for a parent to buy their child this content. The kid can't buy a book, right? Like I imagine, unless they have yeah, money. Yeah, like, go in. Go yeah, in but who's got like thirty go, bucks? Like, thirty bucks is so much. Usually, you have like five dollars to go to the canteen. True. I don't know. Well, they could but, be spending it on Fortnite coins, and then they just true. take it and they go and buy it from Big W. You know? Or they <laughs> go get a new backpack, and then somehow they lose their true. backpack. I mean, like you tell kids not to do something, they're going to go and do it. But and kids aren't going to buy it. But it's also they're going to search porn. It's the mm. Barbara Streisand effect again, yes, where is. nobody even knew this fucking book existed like yeah. until somebody got angry about it oh, and then it sold yeah. out because everyone's talking about it but how I don't know how long was it on the shelf before people were like oh hang oh, on a minute it's still fairly new yeah, yeah um like maybe two, no like a couple of months couple, couple of months, months, okay. months um still fairly new but it's just not the first like this is the fourth one mm. um in the series and there's never been a problem before people were fine with boobs yeah. they're fine with boobs they're fine with periods and consent yeah but yeah. they're not fine with sex in a broad sense of the term when it's not like heteronormative or you know yada yada i get you like it's a massive massive overreaction yeah. like if you don't want your kids to read it don't buy it yeah. and if they read it well you know have a conversation with That's them showbiz. i do just on a side note i want to know the venn diagram of people who are like, oh my fucking God, everyone needs to read this book. All kids need to read this book. Mm. And people who are like, that fat shaming episode in Bluey was so <laughs> fucking bad and that needed to be cut out. Kids, kids shouldn't be experiencing that sort of stuff. Kids shouldn't be influenced by like the terrible Fuck. fat shaming that you see. And the Venn diagram on the people who are like, kids should see that fat shaming and mm. kids shouldn't see that sex sort of stuff. I think it's... I'd be curious to know, like, again, where <laughs> where people make decisions about what kids should and shouldn't see because mm. adults are all so much smarter than kids. And I always maintain kids are smarter than adults. I agree with that. I would love to see that as well. Mm. <laughs> we'll move on to our next segment, which <laughs> is about musician Doja Cat uh, stirring up people on the internet. I've got ghosting. People That's getting so bratty. Effie Bateman, Doja Cat, take it away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I feel like Doja has been a little bit bratty in the past year or two. Mm -hmm. Like She's had controversies in the past, but she started hitting back out at fans. And it's all kind of come to a head. And I know that you disagree with me, Wendell. But somebody, one of her, so this is after she, 
um, I remember there was tweets going around saying, oh, if you liked Planet Her and Hot Pink, which were incredibly popular albums, which I loved, mm-hmm. she was basically like, you're stupid. And it was a cash grab and you fell for it. Now, I'm glad that you listened to it, but I'm going to disappear somewhere and touch grass with my loved ones and y'all can wait for this mediocre pop. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. The reason why you are famous and you have money is because of fans who love you. Mm -hmm. Anyways, there's been like a steady stream of her just being an absolute doja brat. (laughs) I'm really proud of myself for that one. (laughs) So it came to a head on threads when people were still using it. And somebody asked if she loved her fans and she responded, I don't because though I don't even know y'all, which is fair. But then she started going on about my fans don't name themselves shit. If you call yourself a kitten or kittens, you need to get off your phone and help your parents with the house. She named them kittens. And she's also, she has a history of dating really bad guys and she's dating a comedian called Jay Cyrus who has multiple sexual assault allegations and she's hitting out at fans who are attacking her about that, blocking them and saying, calling them miserable hoes, you know, fuck out of my personal life. And she's just chronically online and she needs to get off the computer because she's, yeah. I don't know if she's deliberately ruining her career. She wants to get out of her contract or she's just. Is this trying to like, you know how, so her first single was called Moo, speaking of media. Oh, that was pop. so. But that um, was fun. It was funny, but it's like she can't talk shit, honestly, about that. It's how she went viral. That's how she got her fans, created this online persona. Mm-hmm. So then to be chronically online in this way and be like, go touch grass or like I'm going to go touch grass with yeah. my family. It's a bit rich. Yeah. A bit much. Fair enough. I mean, look, she's <laughs> just at this. To me, it seems like, yeah, she is online. But she's she's human. She's fucking had enough of it. She's going mm. off. Like, as much as their fans make her, I know that's the unwritten rule as well. It's like, yeah. you can't ever talk shit about your fans. It's the same with, like, NRL players, you know? Anytime they say something to the fans or go off at the fans, mm. they're going to cop it. Like, you have to put up with the fans. But yeah. as an average person, how many times do you talk shit about your job? How many times do you talk True shit that. about your boss? Your boss, True. your job, all that sort of stuff is what provides I you, think- what makes you. But you can get frustrated at it and you yeah. get fucking annoyed at it. She, but it's been, it's been like two years of this where she's just constantly saying, wow, wow, how much mm-hmm. I hate my job and I hate the music and I can't believe you all like this crap. I'm like, no, it was good music. Yeah. And just because you're jaded and you don't like being – like if you don't want to be famous – Stop making music. Get mm. offline. You obviously mm. still want attention. Yeah. I agree just with that. Quit, but just leave. Just I leave. Feel like, I feel like I'm agreeing with Wendell on this point, which is a surprise to me personally. The final segment of the day, Maddie Healy. Hey. Whoopsie. Mm. Maddie Healy. Oh, Maddie. We're bringing up again. I'm really sorry. Um, but before we get started, I'd like to formally retract any horny statements I've made about Maddie Healy on Pedestrian TV or on this podcast. Um, thank you for your understanding, firstly. Uh, So the latest controversy starring Matthew Healy from the 1975 took place at the Good Vibes Festival in Malaysia. Um, So basically Maddie was on stage and passed his hot bandmate Ross McDonald on stage. For context, in Malaysia, same-sex relationships and actions are criminalised by law. Um, Also, the gender expression of trans people is criminalised. So the kiss was a pretty big statement. And along with the kiss, he also went on this huge rant against these laws in the country and his actions caused the entire festival to be cancelled and this is on day one of a three-day festival and the music scene in Malaysia is already starting to dwindle most big bands are going to Singapore instead where there's a little bit more freedom because these acts have to sign like um, a document saying what they can wear and how they can act on stage before they're allowed into the country Jesus so 
Now it's looking like all these vendors and festival organizers have lost a lot of money and there might be either a class action or even a potential potential case by the promoters, Future Sound Asia against Maddie Healy. So the thing is, is that in theory, I totally agree with what he's saying. Obviously, homosexuality is a good thing. Um, But the problem is, is that Malaysian youth and queer youth in Malaysia feel that he's just made the situation worse by coming Mm -hmm. in as a white saviour and giving the extreme pan-Islamic party another way to fearmonger. And show their power. Yes, exactly. Mm. So I don't think, I think him coming in there, doing a speech, kissing his hot bandmate, um, doesn't really do anything. I Mm. think that it is just kind of like a super nuanced issue when it comes to, you know, human rights laws and that he fucked up and he put a lot of people in danger even though he had the best of intentions. But I'd love to know your thoughts. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's not like a hot take on Twitter or a hot take on Instagram mm. or whatever. It's like that is – it's a real-life action that has real-life consequences mm. for people potentially at that concert yeah. and ramifications and it's going to stir up outrage and all the blowback there. It's like a funny one in the sense – like what what do you actually do? Like you just, you just go and you play and yeah. you just do your show, you give people enjoyment and you don't – Say anything or do you – I mean, he obviously could have spent more time thinking about something that would have been a little bit more subtle or that totally. may have mm. actually had more effect, which he didn't. He was just pissed and he was drinking on stage and carrying yeah. on. And it was like real fucking aggro, aggro dude shit on stage. Really? But then again, yeah, at the same time, like he obviously feels something about this, whether it's rightly or wrongly or whether it's yeah. his place to say or not. Like I do you feel- just not go to Malaysia or you no, just play that's the shows the thing, and you just that- do it? Like yeah. it's still fucked. Like their laws are mm. fucked. Like and again, that's, you know, totally. it's not my place to say and you have to respect. That's the thing. Um, it's not his – like my whole position is not. it's not his place to say because mm. he doesn't understand the nuances and he can just get on a plane at 4 a.m. the day after instead of facing actual consequences for kissing a man on stage, which if he was a Malaysian citizen, he would face. Legally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely not getting thrown in jail. He can no. get out of there. But, yeah, yeah. Someone is, someone's caught in the crowd doing that or whatever. Yeah. Or some young kid thinks he's going to, like, make a protest as well. They're going to get thrown in jail who's yeah, you know, from out. Malaysia. Well, apparently, like, he was saying he didn't realise the circumstances in Malaysia until he got there and then he found out and he got outraged by it. But I'm like, if you were going to go to a country, you should know. You should know mm, yeah. beforehand. His manager knew for sure. So mm. there's... Like talking to Billboard, there was confirmation that his manager signed these documents, Mm. but where it's up to the manager to communicate to the band. So it's a bit of a cop out to Mm. say that he didn't know. But also they've been on a long tour. I don't know. I can understand him not knowing. I don't think it's from the goodness of his heart. I think it's Mm. I think it's virtue signaling and to be like, look at me. Look, I'm the savior. And I did this for these, you know, people who are feeling marginalized. And wow, just look at me. I'm amazing. Like, I don't think. I don't think it comes from a good place. Totally. But while I will say that I don't agree with his behaviour and I think it put Malaysian citizens in a shitty position, I this morning, because it is a Thursday, we found out that Sinead O'Connor passed away mm-hmm. and she was someone, as you know, who um, what has been an activist who wasn't always well received for her thoughts. So, like, she spoke about, about sexual abuse within the Catholic Church long before it was mainstream. I think it was 1992. Mm. And she most famously did it on SNL. And, you know, when she... She like, blacklisted... Yeah, she mm. ripped a picture of the pope and at the time yeah. people like even madonna were like this even is madonna was gobsmacked like a prayer even madonna was like no this is crazy yeah and she received so much backlash and now that you know she's passed on everyone's mm. praising her for this and for speaking yeah. out so but her doing that wasn't affecting the victims I know. In, yeah. yeah that's the 
It's just food for thought, she food said, for tummies. She fight the real enemy when she tore it up on yeah, stage. Yeah, she did. Which is iconic. And obviously she's Irish and yeah. um, the prevalence of the Catholic Church in Ireland. Uh, mm. it, was, it was iconic and it's aged obviously very, very well. well. Now yeah. looking back, everyone, lots of people who were probably opposed to it at the time are coming back and going, oh, that was a great thing mm. from her. That was yeah. something that she'll be remembered for. Violation, yeah. eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Definitely not the same. Well, we'll see. I don't think Maddie Healy is going to no. be remembered fondly for this whatsoever. No. <laughs> Look, no. just like Elon Musk, you know, Maddie's going to be back in the news in a couple oh. of weeks doing something, some other dumb stunt for sure. Yeah. And at the end of the day, nothing compares to Sinead. <laughs> Slay. Anyway, that is it. That's all we've got for you this week in entertainment. Thanks again to Ben and Jerry's mm-hmm. for the sponsorship of the show, for taming the Sunday scaries. And thanks for listening. Join us again next week on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye-bye. Bye.